Blog Talk Radio. here on our board, but um, I'm here, and uh, Catherine is here, and I don't know what this background noise is. I'm on a landline as usual. Um, Catherine, do you think that's on your line? Are you there? Hi. Yes. Can you hear me? It's Catherine. Now it cleared. There was some terrible noise going on. Um, and, um, yeah, I can I hear you. A- Uh-oh, don't tell me that's going to come on again. Okay, I'm here. Um, what did I do? Did I lose Catherine? Um, let me see if someone can hear me while we wait for our host to come in, or I may have to, hmm, let me see. Uh, I think we've lost our host. Let me see if anybody can hear me. I'm going to open a line here. Uh, I just opened 352. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good. We'll have to wait for Catherine to get back on. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, this is Ann. And uh, we are on the air. And I think Catherine is on Skype. it says there's a problem, you're not connected. I, I'm going to wait and see if Catherine is able to come back on. Um, if Hi. not, are you there? Where are you, Catherine? Hi. Oh, oh there you I'm... are. Okay, um, <laughs> nobody is on the host line. Do you want me to open the host line? Yes, please do. Okay. I, okay. Was, I couldn't get on on the host line. Because uh, I'm calling from Canada, and it wouldn't let me in. Okay. So I tried to call in on Skype, and that made mm-hmm. a terrible screeching sound. That's what that yeah. was. Well, hold so on I tight, and um, I almost missed the call entirely, so don't feel bad. I, I think <laughs> I'm living in timelessness right now. Um, 
I'm trying yes. to turn off this note. Are you on the board? Can you see the board, Catherine? I can see the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I don't know why to... I called in as a guest. I don't know why <laughs> I can see the board, but I can. Well, I can't get this this <laughs> thing to get out of my way so I can see the number to call in for goodness. There, I moved it. Okay. Oh, I, I guess we'll have to. No, I'm going to put myself on hold. I don't want to lose my spot on the guest line. Um You can can, uh, call in on the host call-in line with the host pin, and then you can run the board for us. Well, I'm on the host call-in line now, but I can't run the board with... With no host active, they're telling us there's a problem. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna put myself on hold on the host line. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm gonna call in on, I mean, on the guest line. I'm gonna call in on the host line. Okay. And can everybody hear me? This is Catherine. We're trying to work out the glitches here. Um, I'm calling in from Canada, so it always creates a bit of a difficulty. Um, We don't know until we're on the air what it's going to sound like. So, yes, you can hear me. Okay, thank you, Wanda. So let's hope Ann can get back in as the host, and then we'll have somebody running the show here. (laughs) We do take turns, but it's sometimes a little complicated. Now she's here in two places. So let's um, let's just say hello and and tell you where we are and what's up and what we're doing tonight. We've been having quite a wonderful time. We're in Edmonton, Canada. We've been doing workshops and healing calls, and we have just been having a wonderful time. We've okay, met. guess what? We're back up on there the host. You are. We now have a host line open. So, would you like a proper introduction, Catherine? Oh, that's nice. Sure. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been uh, pretty wild here so far, but I think everybody in our group is uh, uh, is very versatile and flexible. But let's just formalize it and say that today is uh, Wednesday, December the fourth, uh, two thousand and thirteen. And uh, this is our Wednesday night get-together with the Cosmic Masters via Mother and Father God via Dr. Catherine E. May, um, a practicing clinical psychologist whose uh, offices are in New York City and in the Hudson Valley area. Uh, Dr. May has been in practice for over 35 years, so (laughs) she's pretty well known, not only in uh, the areas of her offices, but now globally. Um, as uh, people are tuning in to her radio shows, uh, to her Healing for Ascension shows on the radio, and she is now on tour uh, up in Edmonton, Canada, I believe. We'll soon find out. But uh, Dr. May is uh, quite well known for uh, her uh, unique technique of visual centering, which uh, she studied for over 30 years. Uh, she was the only student that actually was able to to stay with it and learn it and is now teaching it, actually, to some of the people attending on her Healing for Ascension tour. 
which is right now in Edmonton, going to Vancouver and Seattle and Portland and and all points in California. So go to her website, who needs light dot org o r g who needs light dot org o r g you'll see on healing for ascension tour the entire itinerary and maybe we'll even hear from people i don't know what catherine has planned for us today but um, i think that gives us oh by the way my name is anda hart um, i too have a website known as hollow earth network dot com hollow earth network.com we're in our third year uh, bringing messages yes from hollow earth uh, via Sora who speaks to us through his uh, son's body which is up on the surface they trade they swap bodies Catherine's done the same thing uh, that in a demonstration but that's a whole new ball game but our Hollow Earth Network calls are every other Saturday. We just had one, very enlightening. And if you go to the website, you can listen to the recording of it. And uh, uh, Catherine is also a participant on that call when able, but right now she's got her hands full. So, Catherine, I think we're pretty much um, official here now, and I'm going to turn it over to you and hear what's going on. Hi. Um, I just... I just started to tell people we're having a wonderful time here. It's just we've met such beautiful people, and we do, um, as we've kind of worked out, we're going to do this at every every stop along the way. We do um, visual centering workshops. We do uh, healing sessions, just like we do on Tuesday and Thursday, but we do it in person, and our healers, are some of the folks that have studied with me and also people who are here, uh, for instance, people here in Edmonton who helped us, who joined the the Angels crew to create the pillar of light that we, that we used when we do the healing session. So it's been a really exciting time. And we also do an evening presentation um, that we're now calling Lady Portia, God, and Guests, which is really like this call, like the Wednesday night call. So I tell people about, you know, what my life has been like a little bit, uh, my relationships with the um, Ascended Masters and with Mother, Father, God, and Prime Creator and so on. And then I do channeling to, so that people can ask questions. So the other night when I I did the Lady Portia God and Guests, um, someone asked about the landings. So I called up the Ashtar and he came and talked to us. So that was fun. I I generally, you know, don't ask to speak with Ashtar, but he was very gracious and came and talked to us about the what's what's going to happen very soon. Um so that was exciting, too. And we are now just, we've just finished our day today, about 10 minutes before the call. Um, people here have just been so gracious. They bring us food. They've brought us wonderful um, 
alkalinized water. So we have friends bringing us these jugs of water and and soup and lovely uh, Chinese food and so on. Laundry. laundry. And our laundry. We even had a friend who... Toothpaste. <laughs> Janet. <laughs> Toothpaste, laundry. So we've had a lot of help here. People have just been lovely. They've taken us back and forth to the venues that where we're working. So it's just been a delight. And yes, Vancouver next. So we'll be leaving tomorrow. We'll be in Vancouver for the next couple of days. So it's a really exciting time. Um, and I'm I'm glad you introduced yourself, Anne. I was going <laughs> to remind remind us to to let people know who you are. I'm hoping that we have some some new people on the show. We seem to have been uh, getting new members all the time. And I'm sorry I missed the Saturday call. I really regretted that. I was trying to make connections um, between, you know, in the process I was changing planes in Toronto. I thought I would have been able to get on, but there just wasn't time. Because I didn't realize when you when you go and make a couple of stops from the U.S. to Canada, I had to go through customs twice. <laughs> so I was dragging our luggage, including books and our printer and so on. So it's been it's been all worth it and really fun, and just making wonderful friends as we go. And we're looking forward to Vancouver. And each one is different and wonderful. Each stop is different and wonderful in its own way. So I'm going to let um, Janet come on the line for a minute, if uh, that's okay with everybody. And we'll let you know a little bit about what's happening. And she wants to make an announcement or two. So here is Janet Ariel, who is my co-host for the healing shows, and she is also my travel expert. So, and she's the organized one who keeps track of everything for us. <laughs> so, here's Janet Ariel. Hello, everybody. Well, I just want to tell you a few things about what's happening on our tour. But first of all, I want to tell you some really exciting news. We were doing the stats on how many people have called in to Catherine's show now, and we've had 250,000 people. You know, everybody that's called in has helped build this portal that we all use when we have problems or we feel bad or we need to meditate. Everybody always should take advantage of this portal that we've all put our energy in and built because it's so powerful. Anyway, that was the good news I wanted to tell you. Now I want to tell you a little bit about the tour. We're going to be in Vancouver next from December 6th through the 9th. If there's anybody out there that has not signed up for Vancouver, if you're anywhere close, please get on Catherine's site, whoneedslight.org, and sign up. It's going to be an amazing event, some amazing people there. I want to say thank you to all the people here in Edmonton. We have met family that is wonderful. It's going to be so wonderful when everybody in the world treats each other the way that we're being received where we go and the way we treat other people. We just treat people the way we want to be treated. 
Um, okay. After Vancouver, we are going to Seattle. We've had such a warm uh, welcome in Seattle that we are going to extend our time there. The private sessions and the, uh, the visual centering classes filled up so fast that we want to extend some time there and have some more sessions, especially the private sessions. We've had people here want to come back and back and back. I mean, they learn so much. The private sessions uh, Catherine gives are just amazing. You can ask about your blocks. You can ask to talk to the masters. Anything you want to do with her and the time that you have, you can do, and you can find out everything about yourself. It's amazing. So uh, Eventbrite is on Catherine's website. I have Eventbrite taken down right now because I'm adjusting the tickets and the times we're going to be there. But by the end of the night, it will be back up. If we get enough people that want more private sessions and a visual centering class, we want to do it. Um, we probably will be limited to maybe seven more private sessions, maybe a few more, I'm not sure. And the visual centering would be 14 people. So if there's anybody out there listening that wants to do this, please email me and let me know that you're interested. Um, so I just kind of can get a scope on what to plan above and beyond what we're already planning in Seattle. Uh, the place you can reach me is info at healingforascension.com. Please put the name real big in the subject line, your name, your phone number, your city you're from. That really helps. Um, we are also planning Portland and Eugene, but that's not up yet on Eventbrite. So be patient, people. We're getting to it as, as we can. Anyway, I just wanted to say good night. I hope you all all have a wonderful time on the call tonight, and it's so wonderful you're out there listening. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. All right. So are you there, And I'm here. Anne. This is exciting. I'm I'm just so envious of all you and these wonderful people that are able to connect with you on this tour. So um, we're just standing by looking forward to hearing more news. Okay. Well, you can be sure when we come around, we're going to come down through Southern California and then back across, and we are going to come see you because <laughs> we we want to be, you know, we want to hook up with you too and, and have some fun. And here you've been holding the fort and keeping the websites going and doing all this work. Um, just to help keep us going. So we really appreciate it. We we could not function without you there keeping track of us. So we thank you for that. Thank you. Okay, so let's find out. I haven't, I usually have at least a few minutes to talk with Mother, Father, God. I got, um, the, there's, there was noise on the line before I, so I didn't get a chance to finish asking them. I asked who'd be here, and I heard Mother, Father, God, and then <laughs> me too from Saint Germain. So I don't know who else might be coming, but Saint Germain has a new uh, signature. <laughs> Anytime oh. he wants to come through, I hear. We are the champions. We are the champions. 
He is so good. <laughs> He's really funny. And it, it initially was um, referred to we are making the RV happen. We are winning. That's what it referred to, but he's, he keeps saying that. So we'll see what he has to say <laughs> tonight. Um, so as far as any other guests, it's you know as well as I do. We'll just see what happens. I think that'll be fun. We'll just wait and see who gets inspired to jump in here and surprise us. Okay. So we usually hear from Mother, Father, God first. Mm-hmm. Let's, okay. Let's see what they have to say. Well, this is your uh, one minute or less, Catherine, all to yourself. <laughs> One minute or less, Catherine, and I'll give you a little bridge here while you just settle in and and uh, maybe have one last swallow of water and get comfortable uh, because I imagine we're going to hear, as soon as I'll stop talking, uh, direct, and it's usually Mother God that begins the conversation. Are you here, Mother God? Yes, hello, dear. This is hello. Mother God. Well, it's an exciting time, isn't it? I don't know how exciting it's been for you, my dear. You have been working very hard. But I think you feel the excitement anyway. You know that things are changing. Those who are out in the world experiencing new things can feel it happening. Are you um? Are you still with me, dear? Yeah, I'm here. I'm trying not to interrupt you. I get criticized if I get into a two-way conversation, and so I and then I feel like I'm being rude to you because I'm not answering you. So oh, I don't no, know. Dear. It's all right. It is difficult on this medium of radio and telephones all connected and interfering with one another. But we understand it's. It's not the same as being in person. We don't have the advantage of feeling each other's vibration the same way as we would if we were in the same room. Mm-hmm. So it's not rude. It's just a technological problem. So I think people understand that, that um, it's a very different thing to to um make your timing work out when you're on a radio program than it is when you're in a private conversation. Well, I'll have to answer your your question that you asked because I felt like I was ignoring. You said it's a very exciting time for us and it is for you too. Is it for you too? I know you've been very busy. Um, Mother God, I was so busy I almost missed this call. I you, maybe you know that until someone called from South America and asked me if there was a call tonight, uh, I, I I said, well, no, this is this is Wednesday. Oh my gosh! And I had less than thirty minutes, so I think we're sliding into timelessness. But uh, that is my response, and I will back off now so I don't interrupt your message. Thank you. Well, you know, our dear Lady Nada. You are experiencing what's actually happening. It is. Everything is speeding up. Time is shifting and changing. And 
things will feel very strange to you. If you lose track, it's not surprising because everyone is beginning to lose track of time. It is a historic, phenomenally exciting and wonderful time. For us, for all of the galactics, for all the multiverse that is watching and is either directly involved or very curious. So there are many here who are in their ships, who are here to observe, here to uh, take notes, you might say, to be witness to this wonderful process. Some are simply here to do that to learn from what humans are able to do. And of course, uh, up there in the ships, they have no problem seeing and hearing and tuning in to what's going on on the ground. They have their abilities to communicate telepathically. Now, speaking of telepathy, perhaps I should... Um, explain something to folks. Maybe, maybe there are those out there who think, oh my, well, that means as soon as we go to a higher dimension, everybody can see, hear everything you're thinking. Well, no, that's not true. We have uh, a very sophisticated form of communication, you might say, because The way it works is that if you want someone to hear your thoughts, you simply create the intention that goes along with one, with communicating one-to-one or to a group. You express the intention that you wish to be heard. And then people in the vicinity or those you direct your thoughts to will be able to hear them. It's like turning on your receiver. Um, or turning on your microphone. You won't be heard. You won't be intruded upon. That is our requirement. We do not interfere in each other's private thoughts. That's a very important thing. No one should have to have every thought be public. That would be, well, perhaps embarrassing, perhaps uh, unnecessary, and the airwaves would be constantly intruded upon with random sorts of thoughts. Isn't it a beautiful day? My, how um, I enjoy looking at that tree. We don't all need to hear all of that at once. So we have a very clever way of acknowledging one another and of staying in contact. And that is to be intentional in our communication. That keeps it very friendly and very cooperative. So perhaps that is an explanation that might put some people's minds to rest. We don't want people to think that there are bizarre and strange things happening in the higher dimensions contrary to the contrary it's it's very easy 
in higher dimensions, you will enjoy coming back with us. And we certainly will enjoy it too. Now, Catherine has asked that we please come on the call and give us some new news. Something you haven't heard before. She has said it's lovely to hear how much you love us and how encouraging you are. But you know we're tired and we would like to know something new, something interesting, something we didn't already know. Well, that's fine. We'd be happy to tell you some interesting and inspiring things that you don't already know. Perhaps you would like to get to know your star brothers and sisters better. Perhaps you would like to know a little bit about their cultures and about what they're bringing to to you, what they have to offer. You already know about the Arcturians and their beautiful instruments that they use for healing, their gifts to you, humankind. They have been so diligent and so interested and concerned that they have developed wonderful new healing techniques. You already know about that. But what about the others? What about the many, many civilizations who have had input, who have had even a part in creating humankind? Perhaps we can tell you a little more about that. You have heard quite a lot about the reptilians. You know reptilians as those who were so disruptive and destructive and dark on your planet. Well, that is not the only um, element to the reptilian race that is important to humankind. Not at all. The reptilian race was one of those who joined in the design of the human body, the human mind, the human heart. Let me see if I can explain this to you. It has been a long, well, what you might call a laboratory experiment. At first, you may be horrified by the idea that we experiment I think you have been taught and wish to believe that we create miracles, proof, and then it's done. Well, this is not at all the way we have evolved. We as creators, the those who are in charge of creating, we are not alone in our ability to create. There are teams of masters who have specialized in creating beings to inhabit planet Earth and other places. And I opened, Catherine opened our eyes and saw we are lab rats. 
Not at all. There may be lab rats, but humans are not rats. So, let us continue. (laughs) There are many races who were involved in your development. And the reason this happened was that all the races have had input, have had have told us what they think of themselves, what they think of their own makeup, and some have said we would like to contribute, we would like to work together to help create a species that is like us, but that has some particular characteristics that are stronger than the ones we have. We would like to see a race that is more powerful in their passions and their creativity, that are intelligent and resourceful. Many have had those qualities to some degree. Others feel they would like a little more of this or a little less of that. And so this was how human project began. Many of you have heard the Pleiadians, the Syrians, and yes, even the Andromedans, and many others have have contributed to the genetic makeup of your human bodies. One of those contributors was the reptilian race who are now around Orion. And so, (laughs) Matt says, I like to meet the galactic members who are responsible for male pattern baldness in our gene pool. (laughs) That was very funny, Matt. And yes, it is one of the things in your gene pool. But you know there are many others, who, other species, who have very little hair. So yes, of course, um, this was part of being a sensitive being, of being a light-bodied being. You do have more hair on your head than, than many of the other species. And you are actually admired for your hair. That's one of the things that the um, Pleiadians, for instance, wished to, to improve upon. They liked the idea of having flowing locks on their heads. They felt they would like more than the very sparse fuzz that they have had and so that was the request one of the requests they had more hair but no fur and of course there are many species that do have fur it was determined we would like to create a species that would have lovely flowing locks but not too much fur well that's a trivial thing isn't it But it was one of the considerations. 
but the other important considerations were about passion, about creativity, resourcefulness. And you know, humans are known for their resourcefulness, their cleverness. It brings to mind the story of Apollo 13, if you have seen that movie, the resourcefulness of those on the ground and in the ship was just phenomenal. That's the kind of thing that humankind is known for. You've always been clever. You've always been creative in a practical way, as well as being dreamers of great dreams. That is a quality that it was determined is strongest in the reptilian race. And the very quality that was most admired was in the particular reptilian race. There are many. The particular reptilians who um, are now known as those who come from Orion. And as you know, there was a branch of the family the reptilian family, which broke off from the others to come to planet Earth to spread darkness. And they are the ones who who monkeyed with their DNA, made lab experiments of themselves to reduce their passions, their connection to their hearts. But the reason they did that was because they felt they were too passionate, too creative, too driven by their own feelings. Well, it was those qualities that the groups who designed humankind felt would be very valuable. And so humankind does possess a certain amount not the predominant, but a certain amount of the reptilian genes. This is one of the reasons, too, that you were vulnerable to the dark ideas that came from the reptilians who had turned off their connection to their hearts. Some of it rang familiar to you because of the underlying intense feelings that came with those teachings. Now, they are gone. As you may all know, many of them were rescued by your lightworkers, by those who volunteered to spend most of this lifetime to help retrain and rescue the reptilians who were trying to do them in. It was a success in the sense that almost a million were saved and returned to the light. And they are being retrained, taught to live with their intense feelings And this is one of the things that all of you are taking part in now. That is the purpose of our call these days, to help you learn 
to be in complete command of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, and to take command of those reptilian-type feelings that you have. Although they are not predominant, you must not think that you are um, at the mercy of these feelings. You are not. And the reptilians themselves were not at the mercy of those feelings. They could have. They could have been taught. They could have been helped. They decided to go off on their own to create an experiment separate from God. It was painful for us to see, but nevertheless, free will is free will. And it did create a challenge for those on planet Earth. And for some of you daring souls, it was a challenge you took to with great excitement. The harder, the better. You know, you are very courageous being. You're courageous in your souls, and you are create courageous in your human bodies. You are sensing, and I believe we talked about this last week, that the human body was created in the likeness of the souls who wish to inhabit planet Earth. You are in your spirit, in your soul inclinations, in your love of life. You were attracted to the human species. Now, there are others. The Pleiadians, as I said, wish to have better hair. But they also wanted to ensure that the human form would be strong, powerful bodies, reliable, well-balanced, energetic, with strong bones, to withstand the third dimensional energy. You may be aware there are many others whose bodies do not adapt well to the lower dimensional energies. It is too dense, too intense for them. It is very difficult for some to even enter into your atmosphere. Well, let's talk about the Syrians, for instance. The Syrians had a very major role. They are probably the ones who are the closest to your form, your physical experience of life. Your planets are similar to yours in many ways. They have had challenges like yours. 
you know the entire universe has been evolving, raising its vibration, and it was only perhaps a billion years ago that there were many warring civilizations in the universe. It has. It has evolved very nicely. There are now powerful treaties and agreements that have been in place for many years by your earth time. There is peace in a great in great sections of the universe. Although not all, there are still some who are in lower dimensions, third or fourth dimension, but not higher, who have developed very clever, very powerful technologies like the reptilians did. And so it has been necessary for the intergalactic councils to create reliable and binding and long-lasting treaties and agreements to help one another. And as you know, our dear Ashtar is the supreme commander of the galactic fleet. Well, the galactic fleet exists because it was necessary to protect, to protect planet Earth, our dear, beloved planet you call Gaia, It is a precious thing when a planet decides to ascend. She is like a mother giving birth. And because of that must be protected. It is part of the universal law that there must never be interference with a planet in the process of ascension. And here you are on our beloved planet Earth. We think of her as our baby. Our beloved, beautiful blue planet who was chosen, well, created really, to be the spot where humankind would develop and thrive. And so it has been. Your galactic brothers and sisters are truly eager to come and help you once again. If you think about it, they were the ones who helped to create you. They had a part in your creation just as we did. So you can know, not only Mother and Father God, but many others have taken part in creating the universe that you will become so familiar with very soon. There is much to learn. You will be very excited to know about all the other planets and all the other beings there are for you to to learn about and to meet 
and some of them will be coming here. Of course, we've arranged that the first, you call yourselves the ones who will ascend the first wave. Well, the first wave of galactics, we have decided, will be the ones who look most like you. We don't want people to be scared to death. But I can assure you there are green lizard-type beings. There are slight um, light beings who walk with great grace. There are those who are translucent because of their high evolution. There are the animals, the insects, the other kingdoms, who are also eager to come and join you. You will meet tigers that are very friendly, who purr, but who are not house pets. They are our friends. And they are respected and admired for their intelligence and their, what shall we say, their deep connection to spirit, their wisdom, and of course their soft fur, which is much admired. And so you will encounter all sorts of beings, of plant and animal species, of human or human, humanoid, however you would like to say it, like you. Beings who come with such goodwill and love for you their brothers and sisters, that they are excited beyond measure. They too feel it happening. They feel it coming. You know that it's not going to be long now. I will leave it to St. Germain to give you details about the prosperity funds and other progress. For now, I wanted to introduce you to some of your brothers and sisters. There are many others. If you like, we can talk about them some more. Perhaps you're curious about the Andromedans, the ones who come in this huge mothership that has <laughs> that has created such confusion for the scientists. Of course, the ones they're calling Ison. It was so amusing, wasn't it, to hear. They don't know how to explain why this comet stopped in front of the sun and parts of it seemed to come off and go into the sun and then come back and rejoin the comet as it proceeded on its way. <laughs> but, of course, they still can't admit that, of course, it is a shift. Well, 
the Andromedans, are very interesting people. You know, Andromeda is an entire galaxy, so there is not one race called Andromedan. They, they too, have variations in their, in their makeup, in their uh, size and shape and abilities. They tend to be taller, somewhat taller than humankind. They are from planets that are similar but generally of a higher vibration. And so those who live in higher vibration environments generally do tend to be taller. They have powerful hands. They have those of, I'm saying now, the majority of those on the ship. There there are many others, but this is some of of the ones on the ship are are tall, have large hands, as I said. They tend to have large foreheads and not the kind of hair that you wish for or take pride in. It is more sparse and distributed differently. They also tend to have large ears. But their ears are different from yours. They are used not so much for only hearing the sounds in the in the registers that you are familiar with, but also in capturing sounds from the galaxy. They are like tuning forks. They are very sensitive people. These are some of those you will be partying with as you say. And a good time it will be. You know you have street fairs, you have music in your streets sometimes. We hope that you will greet them with these kinds of celebrations, dancing and singing and playing your drums and your musical instruments. They delight in that. Planet Earth and humankind are well known across the universe for your musical ability. It is much admired. It is also a part of your makeup because of your strong connection from your intelligence to your heart. Those who are truly connected. And you will notice that Many times, musicians tend to be very sensitive and, well, you would call it emotional or sentimental, but they they do tend to feel things very intensely. And it has been for the musicians and the poets and the artists to maintain that to keep that connection alive 
to present the best of what humankind can do. It has been their job, the creative ones, to represent that connection, that ability. It is one of the finest things about humankind and something we are looking forward to seeing develop even more in the beginning of the new golden age. Many of you are seeing the excitement, the young protégés, children who can play the piano practically from birth, little ones who can sing like an angel, painters, children who show great talent with colors, with shapes, with expression. This is not an accident. They are the protégés. They are the first wave of the artists to come who will show the way, who will create the loving and exciting and heartfelt energies that are creativity, that are the arts. You see videos on your internet of little children dancing. You laugh and clap and celebrate with them. That is why they're here, to help you with that. Now, I hope I've given you a few things. I don't know if the the aliens will be pleased with me for describing their lack of hair and their wish to have it, but perhaps they will forgive me. And we will discuss these things further as the days come closer for you to meet your brothers and sisters. It's important that you have some sense of who they are and what they're coming here for. Well, I left out something very important about the Syrians, and that is that they're familiar, very familiar with the issues that you are facing now. They have had to do their own hard work to end wars, to create treaties, to find peace, and to join with the others. And you know planet Earth will be the 33rd member of the intergalactic community. How thrilling that is. It's the organization after which your UN was formed and I must say it your UN is a rudimentary version but has been somewhat successful. But I assure you the the intergalactic version has been quite more effective because it is much older. There is much wisdom and experience behind its creation. And those dear friends will be here to help you as well. And now, I shall turn this 
conversation back to our dear Lady Nada and allow Catherine a moment's rest while we see if St. Germain would like to come through. Are you there, my dear? I'm here, listening with every word and and uh, take, taking notes and um, very appreciative of this information that um, seems to even bring up more questions. So maybe I'll ask a question at the end of the call. So We're ready, and um, thank you again, Mother God. Yes, dear. And uh, now we'll let uh, Catherine pause between her reception of Mother God. And uh, we don't have to wait long for St. Germain. He's right there by her side all the time. Aren't you, St. Germain? Well, these days, dear, I've been a bit busy. (laughs) I do. I do try to stay around as much as I can, but it's not always easy with uh, so many things going on in the world. We do like to, you know, as Father God has showed you, we can be in many places at once, but sometimes we like to concentrate our energies. And what a time it has been. I know you'd like to hear some news, some real information about what on earth is going on with this RV. Well, I don't think it's appropriate for me to name names, but I can tell you. Uh, I can tell you that there have been some interventions from the Dark Ones. The, uh, the bankers who wish to disrupt and steal all the money. So we've had to work rather hard and organize carefully and be on super alert. We have such talented ones on the ground, but they have been working night and day to ensure that the what you call the cabal cannot hijack the funds or hijack the system or as they have done so many times in the past, to recreate a a system that would mirror the ones that the the, um, most concerned and generous people, the dedicated ones who wish to create something effective and helpful for the people, Well, it has often been the case that that project would be hijacked and the cabal would create a mirror organization that is difficult to identify because it, on the surface, seems so similar, but is anything but because it's designed to siphon off all the money and take all the resources and all the goods and keep it for themselves. And they are not, they are still not above some attempts at trickery. 
So it has been difficult because, you know, we do we do honor free will. We don't assassinate people. We don't force issues. It is not our way. And that, of course, is a little slower sometimes when we have to rely on arrests and when we have to rely on people being stopped by those on the ground. It does take bravery. It does take conviction and determination. Those on the ground who are doing this work are truly courageous. Let's see what I can tell you that will make sense to you. You all are familiar that there was a so-called glitch uh, in the Chase Bank, some Chase Bank uh, offices. Well, of course, this was not an accident. It was the result of one of our people on the ground catching a certain group who were trying to infiltrate the system and place some software that would intercept some of the deposits that were coming in. You can imagine they're always trying to to get in to um, hack the software so that they can siphon off some money. And who would know? Who would know? If you put in $40 million into your account and the bank suddenly loses a million dollars, how will you trace it? How will you prove that the bank has taken your million dollars? Well, what if they slap a label on it and say, well, it was a fee, a transfer fee. And it's a very small percentage. Well, is that really what it was or was it a cabal movement trying to siphon off your funds? We don't want this to happen. We are not going to permit any hackers to disrupt the program that we have worked so hard to create. We want people to finally feel safe, to finally understand that they are no longer at the mercy of a cabal, of a group of greedy people who have made it their business to just feel everything they can, and in the process, claim fame and honor by presenting themselves as if they were heroes, creating a fabulous corporate environment for to create jobs for people. Well, nonsense. You all are perfectly capable of working without a corporation for your parent. And so... It has been resolved. We are able to prevent the hackers from having their way. But of course you know when the, where those things are concerned. It takes constant vigilance. The um, 
the dark ones do not lack intelligence of a certain sort, but they don't have the vision and the creativity of the people of light. So they really are no match for us in the long run, but in the short run they can create a certain amount of havoc, as you have seen. You do have your messages still coming through, and you can rely on your Tony, who has been very effective at gathering the information and getting it across to you on a moment-to-moment basis. He and those that are working with him are reliable, loving people. They have done a very good job. And here I am. I can talk with you several times a week. I can talk with Catherine, of course, any time, and she will send you messages. Now, is it coming? Absolutely. Is it here? Almost. And I have promised Catherine others that I will never again give you a date or a time. Now, Tony can sometimes do that because he is in direct contact with the IMF and others, and they give him the time frame, although often they have to call him back and say, oops, sorry, we thought we had it, but it's not finished. And this is what has happened with us. We did not wish to mislead you. I assure you, we did not want to disappoint you. We were, we thought, certain that it was finished, that it was all aligned, that everything was coming to fruition just as we had planned it. And it was until certain things would happen. And this last glitch, this last instance of being hacked was just one in a many long in a long series. We are alert. We are on the job, we assure you. We are in the position of wanting to protect you. We take it seriously. We do not want this to go wrong. We do not want anyone to be deprived or or have their funds stolen. We don't want to hear anyone, any stories of someone being robbed. This is hard-earned. We understand that. It may not seem that way to you since you're not used to making millions of dollars for your efforts. But it is hard-earned. You are the ones who have kept the vibration high, who have studied, worked, joined with one another. You are the ones I have been singing. It's true. I have been singing. 
I sing frequently. Sometimes people hear me. Yesterday I was singing to one of the young women who was about to come into the healing session. Then she told her mother, well, she didn't have to tell her mother. Her mother heard her singing. And she was singing my song. We are the champions. We are the champions. That's what I was singing. And there she was, standing in her kitchen, singing my song. It was very amusing. So I'm getting a message here. St. Germain, do people in other countries have to come here to cash out? Certainly not. That would not be permitted. They don't cross borders to cash out. They have their own banks. Every country will have their own banks, their own systems of cashing out. We just haven't been talking so much about the systems in other countries. But you have your own people there, some of you. Mostly it's a little quieter. Well, Americans are known as being rather open in their discussion, and this is part of the reason that um, in the U.S. there are so many talking about it. You're very open on your Internet, in your, in your conversations with one another, in your hopes for something wonderful, but that is partly because of the kind of country you are. You had great hopes for democracy and freedom. Well, of course, it is a republic, not a democracy, but nevertheless, you had great hopes for freedom. And that feeling of hope, of inspiration, of a beating heart that just cannot settle for anything but freedom, that is the hope that was presented when the U.S., the United States, as you call yourselves, was first created. As you know, I was there. I was a part of the creation of this country. And so I also feel a certain affinity, but not only for the United States. Of course, I lived in Europe. I travel all over the world now, very easily, I might say. And there is not a part of the world that I'm not interested in. I am fascinated by the various cultures and the manners and the music and the the ways that people live. All of it fascinates me. I will feel very happy when I'm able to live among you. Yes, yes, I will. We will. We will all be together. What a lovely time it's going to be. And so I'm going to assure you, yes, it is happening. Yes. The sequence will evolve just as it was planned. Because the the, um, release of the first funds has been delayed, it has shortened the window a bit. 
So things are going to be happening even faster than we had thought. So hold on to your hats, dear ones, because this is going to be quite a ride. It will be exciting for you every day. Every morning you awaken, you will look out your window. You will think, what next? And it will all be exciting and good. And so, I hope you understand a bit more. We do not wish to keep you waiting. We do not wish to. We had hoped we would have finished this many weeks ago. It was not to be. But in the long run, you will be glad. You will be glad for the delays for many reasons. One is that many of you have been able to buy more Iraqi currency and the Vietnamese currency. Many more light workers have awakened to this possibility. There will be more people to join with you to create wonderful programs to heal the terrible poverty and problems that have existed on your planet. And with all of you marching forth with your, your organizations and your groups and your wonderful intentions, things will indeed change very fast. And so, my dear ones, I wish you the greatest satisfaction, the highest inspiration. Begin now. Begin. Plan your programs. Dedicate yourselves to the vision of the new world ahead. And I wish you great love, great happiness, and peace. Namaste, all. I am St. Germain. Namaste, St. Germain. And uh, very appreciative that um, you were able to um, confront what we're dealing with today and um, give enlightenment and assurance. And I, I, I just think we have no comprehension, all the many little details that uh, could be tampered with. Um, we tend to look at things in uh, a more simplistic viewpoint that just isn't the way it is. Um, maybe Catherine's back now. Are you here, Catherine? Hi. Hi. Yes, I'm here. St. Germain's still here, too. Oh, okay. So if, Good. If there, are questions, if there are questions, you can come back and answer them. Okay. Well, uh, what would you like to do? Do you want to start in on the questions? Well, I think that sounds like a good idea. We probably have quite a few, don't we? Mm, we got an hour's time, but that would be putting us into overtime. We probably have about 30 minutes or so. Um, and how many questions you asked me? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's not a whole lot if we just click right through yeah. them. Okay, well, well gonna, yeah. here we go then. Uh, I'm going to open up 352. 
uh, it is open, and uh, we just like your name, your location, and a very clear, quick question. Come on. Yeah, my name is uh, Rod. And okay, I have Rod. A question as, as to what a soul body is. Hmm. What a soul body is. Yes. Okay. Well, I think there's no. I'm. This is Catherine. I've heard this a lot. Um. I'll try and answer your question. If not, you know, if it doesn't seem to satisfy you, we can call on someone else. Um, I think that word is usually used to mean, you know, there is no absolute meaning. That word is usually used to, to mean the essence of who we are as souls. So our soul body is the sum total of our beings as souls and the soul body is something that we can use as our expression of who we are sometimes we can if we raise to a a high vibration if our soul goes to a high vibration we can we our soul body would be a ball of light for instance um if we come to lower vibrations, like the fifth dimension, we can have a body with our soul. So our soul body would then be um, a little more dense. But it is our soul wearing a uniform. So I think it's used many different ways. I think our soul body really implies, at least it does to me, the essence of who we are. Does that make sense? Well, I I, I asked Saturday the question. Uh, I started with one little nagging problem, physical problem. Then, of course, I picked up another, and I picked I picked up another, and I picked up another, and I've done my affirmations. I am love. I am you know that. Uh, I demand uh, an experience and fait accompli. I've done all those things. And yet I'm picking up all these these other little nagging illnesses, and I'm thinking, what is this going on here? You know, is this a part of the matrix breaking down on me, or is it my consciousness that's changing my DNA, or what's going on? And that's and he said, well, you're a soul body, and and then we got real short on time, and it got cut off, and I didn't understand the relationship, so I thought I'd ask a question. Um, let's take a guess at what Father God was saying. You are a soul body, meaning you are connected to your body. So, yes, what what's going on in your body is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. Um, perhaps you do need to work to raise your vibration a little bit more so that you're defeating whatever illness tries to take hold and if you do that you'll find you really you really won't be getting sick Um, if you feel something coming on you can really go after it and just knock it out you don't have niggly you know illnesses anymore so perhaps that was what father god meant by soul body the way my uh, way i've used it um 
in my book is to refer to people's body soul, um, which is the body we take on when we're here to live in so that our soul has a place to live <laughs> in this lower dimension. I understand. Well, I know we're short of time, so I'll, I'll let you get on to the next question. I appreciate okay, thanks, Rob. Keep working at your affirmations. Keep raising your vibration. Okay, thanks. Because illness cannot live above the fifth dimension. Okay. So, above fifth dimensional energy. Thank you for the answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so, that's interesting. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead, Catherine, see if we can march mm-hmm. through these. Uh, 956 is open. We'd like your name, location, and question, please. Hi, you said 956? 956. Oh, hi, good. You're here. Thank you. Um, hi, and you probably remember me. My name is Diana. I send you some emails sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh-huh. hi. Uh, I have two questions. Uh, first, if you could give me an uh, approximate date when we could be getting the RV, when well, the numbers of the RV are going to be, be an issue. And I wanted to comment about a dream that I, I was dreaming that I, it was so real that I was, a, a beautiful sheep was coming. It was in the back of my, in my backyard, and I, I just didn't have a lantern to signal them. But they were so low, and I felt so happy. And I cannot, I mean, whatever I felt, it was so amazing in the dream. But I just wanted to. Oh, and something else. I keep dizzy, and I don't know. I've never been a dizzy person. I'm very, I am like a rock. I never get sick. I'm very strong. But I've been DC, oh my God, all the time, all the time. And so oh. those, those three things are what I want to. Okay. Um, I can answer a couple of those. As uh, our friend Greg Dougal says, no, no, no rates, no dates. No, we will not get the dates. St. Germain just said that, so. What did he say? No, no rates, dates. no dates. No rates, no dates. We'll just have to, have to patiently let it evolve. Um, because I expressed, and many others did, the objection to hearing dates and then have it have some glitch come along and stop it. And we don't know what the glitch is, and we don't know why it's being stopped, and then everybody gets upset. So they have said no dates. They cannot tell us dates. They will not tell us dates, but they will announce it when it's time. Okay, so the um, the dream about, yes, of course we're excited, and you don't need a lantern for them to see you. They can see your light. They can see you standing out there in your backyard, and you can send them a greeting in your mind, and they will get it. So if you go out there in your yard and look up at the stars at night, I've been awakened a couple of times at like 2 or 3 in the morning because Mother, Father, God want me to go out and look at the ships. So I run out there and 
lo and behold, they're flashing red and green, and it's so exciting. So, yes, they're out there, and you don't need a lantern. Just send your thoughts. Okay. Um, Okay, and the dizziness, um, the energies are rising. So a lot of people are feeling dizzy, are feeling um, a little uh, disorganized, a little out of sync, a little lightheaded. It's spaced out. Spaced <laughs> out, oh yes, absolutely. Because everything's getting lighter. We're used to this heavy, dark energy, and it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. So we have to adapt. We need to work at it, really, to keep raising your vibration. And you are raising your vibration. I can hear it in your voice. You're raising your vibration, and you're getting more and more in love with life, more and more in love with yourself, with the people around you, That's what we need to do. And every time the energy rises, we have to raise our own vibration to keep up. So keep doing your affirmations. Keep um, looking for ways to be of service. This is for everybody. And just keep feeling the love in your heart, and that that will ease the dizziness. So breathe into your heart. Whenever you're feeling dizzy, it's because your brain is rewiring but it's so fun. I know. I I always know that it's because of the energy is changing, and I just have a ball. I enjoy it because I know my energies are probably racing too. Yes. Mhm. Well, good question. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Diana and uh, Rob, if both of you would please hit number one on your keypad, it'll help me sure. with my navigation here. And thank you for your nice questions. We all benefit from these questions. Um, I'm going to move on now to 334. Your line is opening and your name and location and one quick question. Yes, I'm Anita from Alabama. My question is, I just want to know, is mermaids real? Mermaids. Short answer, yes. Yeah. So they are. Okay. They are. All right, thank yep. you. And so okay. are fairies and elves and, you know, all those other wonderful things we've heard about. Yes, they're real. I thought they were because, you know, some people say they're not real. And I've been seeing them on YouTube. You know, some of them <laughs> watch, your, you know, watch on shore. Right. And they're all yeah. like, wow, it, it got to be real. That's just like aliens. A lot of folks don't believe in aliens and stuff like that. But they I are real. real. They are real. Mm-hmm. That's a good well, question. Well, that was a quick question and a quick answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank and, you. And uh, Zarea speaks about them all the time as well, and he's even learned how to use his own uh, surface body to breathe underwater if we get over the fear. So uh, that's a whole new subject. But thank you, Anita. Mm-hmm. And please remember to hit number one, Anita, to uh, clear you from the board here so I can find my way around a little quicker. I thought, okay, I've got 307 open. 307, uh, your name, location, your question. This is Sherry in Wyoming. And yes. I, heard Catherine, I heard Catherine say that she was preparing a turkey for Thanksgiving. 
Um, so does this mean that you also celebrate Christmas? I celebrate everything. <laughs> any any holiday that comes, I celebrate it. We celebrated Hanukkah beginning too. I don't have any particular religion that I adhere to. Um, yeah, I cooked the turkey reluctantly, but most of us didn't eat any of it. And I think probably by next year we're not going to be eating turkey. I'm certainly not ever going to cook another turkey. This was because my 95-year-old friend really insisted she needed to have a turkey. So we did it one more time. But I'm a vegetarian, actually. So, yeah, we oh, I celebrate everything. Anything that has to do with being alive on planet Earth, I like to join in. Yeah, it's a yeah. happy time. It's a happy time. Yeah. You know, it's a good excuse for everybody just to break the norm and celebrate just for the fun of it. So and there was Any a good reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and close this line. Yeah, I don't know how many turkeys I'd cook that I don't eat just because everybody else wanted mm-hmm. them. <laughs> okay, I'm going to <laughs> 719. Oh, oh my goodness. Seven one nine, Catherine, ending oh, in nine seven one three. <laughs> and uh, Masters. There he is, Zora from Hollow Earth, everybody. And, and how be you this day? <laughs> well, well, we're very happy very to hear fun. from you. Indeed. <laughs> For that individual that was asking about mermaids, I can assure you they do exist, and I will explain to you their origin, if you just so desire to understand. What is termed as the merpeoples are from an aquatic world. And the aquatic world is in what is termed as the Sirius star system. It is also where what is termed many of your whales also originate from. And um, the mermaids were not what would be termed as fish, part human, part fish. They were human and mammal, meaning they were dolphin. From the waist down, they were dolphin. From the waist Mm. up, they were human. Their skin was that of what was termed very smooth and what was termed as um, 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 uh, when they come out of water, they would uh, down uh, what is termed actual legs or feet. So that is of a truth. Many of what is termed uh, mermaid tales are based on what you would term fact and uh, truthfulness. Many of the so-called what is termed uh, uh, beings that uh, they have found on the shore, some are real, and some are made up, which is termed uh, by peoples that were doing what is termed as uh, uh, creating a practical joke, as it is so termed. But there was and there is many. You will find, you will most often not find uh, what is termed a skeleton of a mermaid because the once they have uh, become on the shore, then their relatives or their sisters or brothers 
come on shore and they take the body out to sea. So mm. there is not what is termed evidence of them being on the shore. However, mm-hmm. mermaids are what we term they're what they call pods, uh, families of mermaids are off of every coastline, off of every island. Uh, the north shore of Hawaii has a great uh, pod there, a uh, great pod off the, in between what is termed as the Australian continent and in between to what is termed as New Zealand. There is a great pod there as well. And uh, there are many that are along the shores of the uh, Californias and what is called uh, the, um, uh, what is termed Copenhagen, to Denmark and to what is termed as uh, um, the Isle of Great Britain and uh, off the Isles of uh, Norway and things of this nature. So they are everywhere, but you do not actually see evidence of them unless you are in a submersible in the ocean. Hmm. They are, yes, they are in much higher dimension. They are in the uh, what would be termed as the high fifth dimension. And they are wondrous creatures. And uh, I'm also going to uh, shock many of you in a moment because I'm going to bring forth the reality of what you would term as the Santa Claus. That is also of a truth. It is not just what is termed folklore. It is not just what is termed as the life of uh, St. Nicholas. There is actually a being in what is termed as the North Polar region, in what is termed as the inside, halfway around the lip of the North Polar opening, there is what is termed an entity living there, and he is known as Santa Claus. And he does, on occasion, use what was termed as a uh, sleigh with reindeer, but they were anti-gravitational. And uh, so he also uses what is termed as elusive arrow ships as well that we have furnished him from the hollow earth. And uh, so he has that bit of type of transportation as well. And is there a Santa Claus? Most assuredly there is. Many people have gone on a Christmas morning on houses that have flat roofs. And they have gone up on top of the flat roofs and they have seen skid marks and hoof prints on the top of their dwellings. So does he exist? He most certainly does. He is the spirit of giving. He is the spirit of love. And he is real. I can assure you of this. He is what is termed as also you have what is called the spirit of giving is given forth every December or your Christmas season. However, your Jesus, uh, the, the birth of Jesus, was in reality in the month of April, not the month of December. 
So, uh, but uh, that's yet another story, <laughs> indeed. However, you um, indeed what you have also is um, the spirit of giving. Is what I wish to emphasize on you now. Many of you are about to receive a gift, if you will, a prosperity. And the prosperity is in the form of a revaluation of global currency. And this goes for all currency, not just the RV, not just the dinar, not just the dong, not just the rupee, not just the zim. But all currencies will revalue higher up in value. And uh, they will have a domino effect of revaluation. Simultaneously, one right after the other. So, um, not just America is being blessed, but all countries shall be blessed with more abundance than they have ever dreamed possible. And shortly thereafter, the new governance shall come into being on the shores of the United States. And then you have what is called um, mm, disclosure and the reunion between your space brothers and sisters and what is termed as your inner earth beings and your hollow earth beings and your star brothers and sisters throughout all the galaxies. Many peoples are seeing vessels coming into the earth's atmosphere in different shapes and sizes. And uh, your NASA is not telling the what is called general public but they have seen or, and are seeing what is termed as elusive arrow ships all over their what they would term as radar and things of this nature. And these ships are, have come to uh, Mother Gaia to experience what is termed as ascension. And they are here for that ascension. And many will be going on those vessels to go and returning home to their respective worlds that they incarnated from. And there's going to be what is called the, uh, the, over, the abundance that you are going to receive uh, from what beloved St. Germain had been telling you is going to be global and is going to be what is termed as just the beginning of the wonders of the goodness that your, what is termed as your higher ups, as you term it, or your archangels, or what is termed as your mother, father, God, or whatever you deem them to be, shall be bringing forth more than you could possibly imagine in the form of not just prosperity, but healing for the entire world, for the entire planet, and every being upon her. Once what is termed as the um, um, reunion transpires, your atmosphere 
shall be the same as the atmosphere that is within hollow earth. And you will be having what will be termed as a healing atmosphere, meaning uh, the, 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 what's termed as the healing of peoples that are uh, receiving, and many people are receiving it even now, in symptoms such as dizziness, what, such as disorientation, such as what is called uh, um, um, sleepless nights, as you so term it, or some people sleep more than normal, and vice versa. That is because the energies within your being are being transformed. Your DNA is being revamped, as you term it, or reconstructed. And uh, your, your density is becoming much lighter. Uh, each day you awaken, you feel lighter. You feel happier. You feel less stressed. Why? Because the, um, what is called the reunion of the galactic human is coming to, into being. And that is now transpiring as we speak. So, peoples that have um, suffered from what was termed as um, uh, loss of limbs, um, uh, legs and arms and things of this nature, once this atmosphere is instituted on the surface of the world, after the cleansing of the atmosphere, that's when people are going to notice a difference in their being. They are beginning, they will, be, they will start beginning to grow arms and legs and things of this nature because of the uh, healing essence of the atmosphere that they will be experiencing just as it is in hollow earth. When you enter into hollow earth, you are instantly made whole. Why? Because of the healing atmosphere. And the healing atmosphere shall be present on the surface as well. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, I think I should, I think I should uh, stop there. My uh, the beloved Quasar is over here doing what is termed uh, as the, uh, the hand uh, across the neck uh, as a stop <laughs> signal. So I think I should end there. Well, Father God, we we are delighted to talk to you. So we wouldn't put our fingers across our necks. We'd we would listen in, in rapt attention if you have any. Well, else. you have little time left, so and I'm sure there's others that want to ask questions, and I will remain on the side as it is so termed in case I am needed, and uh, for the remainder of your call. So go ahead with your other questions. And uh, I will be on the sideline with St. Germain and the others. Oh, thank you. So be it. Oh, that's wonderful. Welcome, Zora. So happy you joined us. We missed you last week, and, and we learned something brand new today that we've never heard from you before. And so another thing, I want, you, I want you to do this, too. And people out there, when... Your, when your child asks you if there is a Santa Claus, you can most affirmably affirm there is. Hmm. 
That's really That's good, good news. news. <laughs> it is. Indeed. It is the spirit of giving, and we fulfill in his fact, deliveries for him. In fact, <laughs> in fact, this would be also a blessing, and I know that she is uh, willing to do so, uh, have uh, Catherine to channel, to channel the Santa Claus. Oh, that would be fun. Sure. I'd be happy to. Indeed. Next time when you have a call, have a uh, have Santa Claus come through. Well, we'll definitely do that. Indeed. So we'll have a treat for everybody. He will next most time. assuredly come forth. He has come forth already before, in what is termed as the uh, 2012 uh, uh, Ascension uh, tour. Oh. Indeed. He came through in what was termed as, uh, it was, I believe it was Austin, huh. Texas. Well, if we do it here on the call, then everybody will get to hear it. Indeed. And yeah. uh, they may wish to have their children present. <laughs> Indeed. So that is an idea for... Catherine to oh, ponder as, as we enter the Christmas season, yeah, Catherine, yeah. We, could, we could promote that ahead of time for the Indeed. children to be joining. Indeed, we have a we have a very funny a person online who's saying, "This is Matt," who says, "Does Santa really like milk and cookies?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he likes gingerbread and cookies. Oh. oh. We'll ask him. We'll have people ask him what he likes and how he experiences Christmas and all that. That will be fun. Indeed. So I will will remain on the side. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had a line open. I'm going to reopen it now. And uh, this could be international. It looks like you could be... 475 area code. Uh, your line's open. We'd like your name and location and your one question. Oh, hello there, Anne. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Zora. Um, this is Ellen calling from Scotland. Um, I've been attending, um, it's a little bit personal, but mostly general. I've been attending a, a local meditation group, mainly for the meditation, but after the meditation, we have a, a sort of discussion, an open discussion on religion, spirituality, but it's, it's a sort of somewhere between a Bible group and a, and um, the, anyway, I have been um, um, encouraged to go by my own guides, but lately I'm feeling a little disenchanted, partly because they've actually told me we don't want you to talk about angels or channeling or even, um, you know, reincarnation or other beings or there's nothing but us and God. And if there's forgiveness, there's also sin and all this sort of thing. So I'm not quite sure how to address all of this. How would you address this sort of issue? For example, um, we, of course, we have um, forgiveness, but there is also sin, and there are so many sinners out there. And I just, I just, I, you know, my feeling is there's no such thing as sin, um, but there is forgiveness. So it's, it's obviously for intellectuals or people who are not so much in practical spirituality, but more in their heads, it's how would you, also the, the, the fact of channeling, for example, the fact that um, um, people have been channeling since the beginning of time, in whatever way they presented it to others, um, 
and uh, okay. yeah, said, you know, this is this is just not for us. And so they've actually said to me, well, if you're going to talk about those things, really, they don't really want me to go. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and yet I feel okay, I'm honey. by my guide. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Uh-huh. I think I missed quite a lot of, of the, what the question is, but maybe I, I, I think uh, I think she's concerned about um, um, they're not keeping up with her, and she is wanting to talk <laughs> about what we talk about, and I don't think they're ready yet. And uh, I think we've got the different two different levels of vibration, but that's my own. Um, but is that what you're talking about? And what is your name in Scotland? It's Ellen. Um, we've spoken before, um, yes. Zora, and um, um, yes, no, it's not so much. We're all obviously coming from very different perspectives. We even have mm-hmm. ex-nuns and, and sort of disenchanted church people. Um, ideally, the, the forum is open for any sort of discussion that is loving. Mm-hmm. And However, um, how, I was wondering how would Zora or, or God or Mother, Father, One approach this issue of where there is forgiveness, there is not necessarily sin, and where we have channeling. Okay. Channeling is coming through, and it always has done, and it's not just because of the Internet and this sort of thing now. Mm-hmm. I, I understand what she's asking. Mm-hmm. Where there is forgiveness, there is no sin. Let's ask Zora what he... I think it's even more radical than that. Shall we ask Zora to speak on what he thinks of the concept of sin? Mm-hmm. Uh, Father God, are you there? <laughs> In what is termed as um, um, the, the terminology of sin, that is something that is so controversial and could be taken several different ways, mm-hmm. as it is so termed. Um, before I address that, I'm also going to address uh, what I had spoken of before, These, the uh, what is called the Christmas season. That is not just for the Americans. No, it's not just for the Christians. St. Nicholas was, uh, for, was a global saint, not just a, what is termed, just for the Americas. It was for the world. And um, and he does uh, visit all on the planet. So I would wanted to re- uh, reiterate on that. Mm-hmm. The sin now the sin many term it as karma, and many term it as um, um, dues, if you will. Mm-hmm. But are you going to be sent to a fiery pit? No. <laughs> um, what is termed as sin is the creation from the church. That's right. where it originated from. Satan does not exist. That is another truth. Satan as a, a evil being does not exist. We had what is termed, we have what is termed as Lucifer, mm-hmm. which is also one of our children. And 
Lucifer has now returned to the family, to the fold. And what a bright light he is. And what a bright light he is indeed, yes. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) The concept of sin was originated with the story of Adam and Eve. Oh, yes. That is where it originated from. And it was all creation from the church. Had nothing to do with sin. At all. Mm-hmm. In terminology, it was a misunderstanding. Um, well, you just brought up a very interesting uh, question about the story of Adam and Eve. We would like to hear your version of the story of Adam and Eve. Ah. If not tonight, another time would be nice. Another time would be nice. I will tell you this, they have it backwards. Mm-hmm. It was not Adam first, it was Eve first. And then Adam. And this is also a story that was, was what is termed as uh, uh, only for one what is termed portion of what is termed Mother Gaia. One region, one area. At the time of the Adam and Eve, or Eve and Adam, there was a population upon the face of this planet everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh, Adam being supposedly being the first uh, man, not so. There were many. Even in what is termed scripture, where it speaks of the son of Adam, was the one Cain, after after slewing his brother, went and dwelt in the land of Nod, there he took him a wife. Where did she come from? Right. I always wondered that. (laughs) (laughs) She came from another race. Indeed. So, yes, there were peoples on the surface even that time. Mm -hmm. And what is done is the great flood that has been taught and taught and taught and taught and taught is not truthful. (laughs) because that was also of a region and what was termed as the um, uh, Middle Eastern uh, area and that story also was for a peoples it was not for the globe Mm -hmm. you understand local lore Indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to sin. Sin is a no thing. <laughs> no, it does not. It is being perpetrated by the church to control their peoples. To keep them in fear. It is a terminology of fear. Sin. It is what is termed, you eliminate fear, you eliminate sin. 
There you have it. Great. Well, thank you. That answers a lot of questions, I think. And it's, I think it's what we always suspected, you know. It just didn't feel right that there was even any such thing as sin. And because of the way it, it creates such conflict and fear and dread in people, well, I figured that you and Mother God would not have would not have created something like that for us. So, but I'm really glad to hear you describe it. Thank you. Indeed. So, I think it would be nice to save these these things. We have a couple of things on the agenda. So. The real story of Adam and Eve um, was this uh, was it all lore or were there really Adam and Eve and it's um, well, a story there that was really true? what was termed as Eve and Adam right. but it, and they were sister and brother oh and does well, that we not like open up a can of worms <laughs> yes we would really like to hear that story. Can we do that next week on the on the show? We shall see. If the, if uh, what's termed uh, Quasar and uh, Zorea are still here. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a bit of a tease, isn't it? Because they may be traveling. Oh, they, mm-hmm. have, they have a, um, uh, to complete the mission on the surface, they have what is termed uh, several things in, uh, in, the, in, in the works, as it is so termed. And uh, oh, okay. they are going to be blessing many peoples. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, if you're not able to be here, I will, I will channel you. If you Indeed, can and you may do so. And you may do, and also do not forget to channel uh, Jolly uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. That that would be a nice agenda for next week. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you so much. Make it uh, a Santa Claus night. All right. We will announce that ahead of time. <laughs> that will be fun. You'll have okay. to change your music, uh, Catherine. <laughs> ah, that's a good idea. Set the stage with with uh, the Hallelujah chorus or something. <laughs> Our jingle bells. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Well, well, uh, we uh, as usual, our list of call of questions has grown uh, more than oh. we. We have time for now. I don't know if you want to tackle any more or what you would like to do. Well, um, it's it's this will be a hard uh, question to follow, but let's see. Maybe we can take one more. Okay. Um, and then I want to I want to give everybody a the address to contact Oprah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll just take the next one in line. 
um, which has been waiting 44 minutes. I'm going to open up 719 area code, ending in uh, 1854. Yes, good evening, Catherine. This is Cliff H. Prince, we're working for you. It's just beautiful. It's sitting right here. I actually brought it with me to Edmonton. Well, good. Not, good. I'm pleased not exactly to hear that. a you know a portable one, but it's so beautiful. I couldn't leave it behind. <laughs> so <laughs> I I think of you every time I look at it, and thank you. Oh, so for you're quite welcome. Wonders, Cliff is the one who came to our rescue and donated a beautiful printer, a beautiful Canon printer that just does everything, and we can use it for to print our flyers and our you know, announcements and our all the literature we need to bring along with us. So made life much easier, Cliff. Thank you. I sent extra ink. Did you get it? I did. Certainly did. And okay. I even have that with me, too. Thanks. Excellent. Well, I have a question. Um, I was talking about the different uh, societies and their contribution to the human race. Well, I am of the bird tribes, and I wonder if she will address that for me. Of the bird tribe? Yes. As in B-I-R-D? Right. Okay. Uh, How would you like to address it? What is what is the question? Um, I know we had some influence in the beginning and throughout this experiment, and oh, I, I uh, wonder wonder if she would cover some of that. Okay, I could. I'm not. I don't know anything about that, so we'd have to call on someone and. Since we have Zora right here, maybe we should ask Yeah, him. Zora would be fine. All right. Perhaps Zora would like to speak on that. Did the bird tribes have input into our creation? Could you do what is time is repeat the question? I was conversing with Quasar oh. about some of this. Right. Well, Cliff has asked about and said he has a connection to the bird tribes. And he was curious about when we were discussing um, various uh, different species and uh, societies. And he's wondering if the bird tribes had some input into our DNA or into the process or what part they may have played. Well, not everybody would have that for him. Um, you have, which is termed, you have a, a race of beings that is what is called uh, uh, the, uh, you could term it bird people if you desire, um, another in another star system. Uh, uh-huh. It is... Um, on the far side of uh, Alpha Centauri, and uh, and they are um, uh, what is termed um, 
very intelligent, very what is called um, creative. And you also have, of course, they have what is called a feline planet, too. Yes, it is. Feline. Mm-hmm. The bird people have two feet as well. And they also, you, they have seen what is termed as uh, uh, proof of them in uh, ancient history of this world. So, um, as I understand it, yes, the uh, bird tribes and the um, segment or the um, lion people uh, went through this experiment once before. So we were invited in as guests to uh, participate Indeed. in this operation. Indeed, and you also had what is termed as visitors from the, the bird planet or bird world uh, in the ancient past. And it is uh, in uh, uh, picture glyphs in caves and things of this nature. So, yes, uh, they were, and uh, in some cases still are, present on this world. <clears throat> That's very interesting. Did that answer your question, Greg? The heritage that you are speaking of was one of your former lives. Hmm. One of Greg's former lives. Indeed. You just got an interesting piece of information, Claire. Uh, yes, I uh, have the feeling I've played many, many, many parts uh, in this go in this go around. Mm-hmm. Indeed, there have been stories of uh, peoples in what is termed in the uh, southwestern portion of Nevada. In what is termed, they have seen them in flight. Uh, in the back, uh, which is termed the uh, uh, Red Rock Canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have seen them there. Uh, they have witnessed, uh, people have seen them in uh, other uh, urban areas around mountains. The Native Americans, um, particularly in those regions, have a lot of lure about the uh, the bird people. Indeed. And we do have bird people in what is termed hollow earth, too. Hmm. Well, uh, I was told one time that um, um, the pictograms on the um, in the Egyptian motifs and whatnot are actually um, ancestors, uh, so to speak. Visitors. Visitors, yes. Guests. Indeed. Okay, ah. it's my job to hold you to one question. <laughs> this is so fascinating. <laughs> it could develop into a long conversation. But it could um, in, <laughs> in respect to the others that were held would, to one question. 
I would like to know more about that if Billy would call me and get the number from you. Uh, that cannot be possible because uh, the beloved master uh, Zureya and Quasar are what is termed as an incognito, and they are preparing for the return home. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Indeed. And thank you, Catherine and Anne, for your time. Thank you for the wonderful question. And thanks for the printer clip. <laughs> you bet. All right. I think it's time for us to wrap things up here. <laughs> so I uh, I think we can say good night to everyone, to Father God, to... You, you wanted to give us a, an address, Catherine. Oh, right, uh, on, right, right. Thank before you. You, you said before you closed you wanted to do that. And one okay. other thing I will say. Father God. Yes. Also, the elves, uh, there's a, uh, uh, what is termed with the uh, Santa Claus, there are elves, and they do reside at his uh, abode. And yes, indeed, they do make toys. I will also say this, Santa Claus does not make guns. Right. Okay. Nothing that has to do with fighting, nothing that has to do with wars, or what is termed as uh, uh, trans, um, transformers and things of this nature. No. Mm-hmm. He makes things, toys that are, um, cause the mind of a child to expand and to bring forth love. That is the type of uh, toys that uh, the true Santa Claus makes. So if mm-hmm. a child is asking Santa Claus to bring him what is termed as a machine gun or something of this nature, it is coming from his parents, not Santa Claus. Yes, yeah, well, that sounds sensible. <laughs> Thanks. So we will... Uh, we. We're banning all machine guns from request of Santa Claus. <laughs> Indeed. Well, thank you, Zora, Father God. That was this has just been so informative and delightful. We had no idea we were going to find out such interesting things tonight. So I have uh, Janet here. She's going to give us the addresses. What the um, someone suggested recently? Wouldn't it be a good idea if we would uh, ask Oprah to put me on to let me talk about what we do here and to talk about the Ascension Tour? And that this would be a really good way to wake up millions of people. So Janet is here, and she's going to give the address and the phone numbers. If people can write a letter to Oprah, and she gets a big deluge of letters, wouldn't that be fun? So here, Janet, let's let you give out the the information.
Catherine, we're not hearing anything, but your mic is still on. Uh, what's happened when you handed it over to uh, Janet? Did you hit the mute button? Catherine and Janet. Uh-oh. Not a good thing. Not a good thing, and I don't know how to get their attention. Um, we have the line open to Catherine, but when she handed it across to Janet, I think they must have hit the mute button. Um, we've got... Uh, 13 minutes left of the extended half hour that Catherine had provided. I'm going to watch this, and if it goes another two minutes, we may just have to go ahead and close the call. Um, I don't think they're aware of the fact that uh, their mic is off Um, locally. It's open here. Uh Uh-oh, now it's gone here as well. Uh Uh-oh, we've lost Catherine altogether. She may call in. Let's see if she calls in. Oh, here she is. Wait a minute. Oh, just a sec. Every time I saw her, and then it, here it is. There, Catherine. Hi. Yeah, oh, you went yeah. dead, and then and then, but the red mic was on, and then it went off, and then I had to find you. So. Well, here I'm back. I don't know what happened there. We tried to switch phones and it went dead. So, uh, yeah. Here we go. Let's try that one again. Uh-oh. What's happened again? What are you guys doing? It's gone dead again. <sighs> this is strange. Well, this isn't going to work, Catherine. Now you're gone again. Uh, and I have your line open, your mic is on, but you've done something locally that cuts you off. <laughs> oh, here she comes back in again. Okay, there you are again. As soon as you hand it off to Janet, it goes dead, Catherine. I heard that. Yeah, I, I've got two lines open to you. I'm going to close the first one because you just came back in on another one, so I'm going to close this one. I don't know what happened there. Now I've got okay, you on the new one. It's not working. Every time you try to hand it off to Janet, uh, are you on the same instrument or are you on different instruments? Oh, hi there. Okay. Oh. Everybody grab a pencil. I want to tell you a couple of things. Shirley, uh, <laughs> can't hear you. can't hear her. We can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. We can oh, hear you. Oh, you can hear. Okay. Here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. Okay, Shirley McLean, you can write her an email. It is info at shirleymcclain.com. S-H-I-R-L-E-Y-M-A-C-L-A-I-N-E.com. Info at shirleymcclain.com. Oprah, you have to write a letter. This is her publicist address. Her name is Lisa Halliday, L-I-S-A. H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y. Harpo Productions, H-A-R-P-O. Harpo Studios, 110 North Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R, Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, 
I want to go through that one more time real quick. Lisa Halliday, Harpo Productions, Harpo Studios, 110 North Carpenter Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607-2146. It's up to us to spread the word and wake up the people. And if we all write letters to Oprah and to Shirley, we can get Catherine on and think how many thousands of people we can wake up. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Janet. Okay, so that's um, we're doing a, a blitz <laughs> to wake up Oprah. And uh, I think Shirley McLean might like to hear from us, too. It would be a lot of fun. So that's our next project, we hope. Are you there, Anne? I'm here. I just um, know you're running short on time, and I didn't yeah. want to extend it. Uh, I knew you had information you wanted to get out. So if you like, we can put it up on your website. Uh, on, um, I'll have to think of the most appropriate place to put it. Okay. That would yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. So, because it was hard for people to write it down. I was busy writing it down myself, and I'm a fast writer for taking notes. But uh, I'll bet you that uh, less than 50% actually have an accurate address right now. So maybe we better get it up, and then I'll let Janet verify that I have it correct. So, Okay, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So this has been great fun, and we we did go over quite a bit. Um we're going to right now go pack our bags, and tomorrow morning we'll be leaving for Vancouver. So anyone in Vancouver, come see us. It's all on the website. So thank you, Anne. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And you girls just take care of yourselves, enjoy your trip. How many of you are traveling together, uh, Catherine? Um. From here, from Edmonton, it's just Janet, Ariel, and I. And in Vancouver, we're going to be meeting Gabriella and her little girl, Noev. Oh. So, and then after that, once we have the RV funds, we're going to gather um, several other of the angels, and we'll all be mm-hmm. traveling together. So there will be about six or seven of us, I think, by yeah, the time we all gather. A- quite a commitment to leave your homes, you know, and uh, you're taking the little ones with you, I see. So, um, you know, it's quite a commitment for you girls to make. And um, it's wonderful that the people are appreciating you and uh, supporting you once you get to their town. So I'm sure that Vancouver and uh, Seattle and Portland are already um, anticipating and have some great welcome plans um, as you oh, join yes, them. We're excited. And, you know, speaking of the little ones, we thought it would be a really good education for these kids to travel on an RV and to come with us, and we can all teach mm-hmm. them. Oh, so yeah. we're going to have a traveling school <laughs> with three, <laughs> three little girls, too. Aww. So it's going to be a really fun time. Well, we better let you get your rest. I know you've had a very <laughs> intensive um, um, meeting there in Edmonton, a series of meetings and trainings. And, again, go to uh, whoneedslight.org, O-R-G, and go to 
uh, Healing for Ascension Tour. And you'll see what cities are already scheduled and if you can be among those to assist when this group of of healers comes to your town, uh, there's a link there where you can get in touch. So, uh, Catherine, I'll let you just go ahead and close the call. Okay. Thank you, Anne, and thank you, Father God, for coming to talk to us. That was really fun. All right, I'm going to put our wonderful music by Jonathan Goldenfall on. Mm-hmm. And until tomorrow night, I'll be doing the healing. Okay, have a good trip, Catherine. Bye, Bye. Dan. Bye-bye. Bye, girls. Bye.